0: Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders sharing thoughts and practical tips for growing your most valuable customers. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, founder and CEO at Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. Over the past 12 months, we've seen a huge surge in adoption of account-based marketing, and it's no coincidence that we've also seen marketing credibility climb up the ranks. So today I'm thrilled to be joined by Marnie Duran, Global ABM Lead at Finastra, to talk about account-based marketing as a mindset and, and the way marketing should be done. Marnie, welcome. Thank you, thank you, Alicia.
1: Thank you. I'm really, really happy to join this uh, this podcast with you. Um, Great to have you with us.
0: Could you kick us off with telling us a little bit about who you are, your role and, um, and Finastra?
1: Of course I can. Well, as you said, my name is Marmi Giuranna. I'm Italian and German, both nationalities. I'm located in the beautiful uh, south of Italy. And I am uh, at Finastra Global ABM Lead. So I, in I'm leading the central team, overlooking uh, all the ABM efforts, um, strategically planning uh, every every single uh, ABM program and action we do for our strategic global strategic accounts. Uh, formerly, I uh, have, was holding the role of uh, Head of Regional Marketing for DACH and. Central
0: Europe. Fantastic. And Marnie, you've also held some sales roles in the past. Do you think this has helped you in your your shift to account-based marketing?
1: Absolutely, it has. It has helped enormously. Generally speaking, not only for ABM, but also generally speaking for my marketing role, it has helped a lot. Uh, but particularly, as you are saying, in uh, for the ABM uh, programs, because it gave me the, the, the right mindset, this customer centricity that really helps you to focus on the needs uh, of the customer and that helps you therefore to basically personalize the the value proposition of of the company uh, into a a personalized, targeted value proposition that gives the customer kind of, of this 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 trust uh, in in the company being understood, and and therefore helps building this this trust that uh, helps the customer to either either uh, quickly move in his buyer journey, eventually closing a deal with you, or if it's an existing customer, gives him the 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 right trust to. Uh, uh sign again and renew the agreement that that the customer has already with you
0: yeah i think it's really interesting when you come from a sales perspective you've, you've got the in the buying cycle experience compared to some of the more at scale demand creation approaches that marketers are often looking at accounts how would you say your your relationship is is with sales is that has that been a good platform given some of your background uh, as well as having your, your marketing capabilities and skills?
1: definitely definitely because uh, having been a salesperson and having dealt with all the issues a salesperson faces just gave me the the uh, we are basically speaking the same language right <laughs> <laughs> so i know i know their pain points uh, because it was uh, my paper my pain points and and i know how to approach them i know how sometimes uh, probably other marketers do not know how sacred and holy a customer is and i know that before approaching uh any any uh, contact person within the customer it's it's good to to con to to have a chat with the, with the sales colleagues knowing uh is this person approachable uh because people at customers you know are are different it's it's people it's a people's business isn't it so mm-hmm. you, you you know that that some are uh sensitive on on some uh topics more than others so so it's always good to, uh, to to talk to them and and approach before approaching the customers. It's good to have a constant uh, relationship and a constant alignment with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the key word, isn't it? Relationships and, and ultimately all of your global and strategic accounts are built on the strength of those relationships, aren't they? Definitely. Marnie, you're relatively new to account-based marketing. You've had an interesting journey over the past 12 to 18 months. What what are the 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 two or three things that you've learned this past year as you've shifted from a sales role, you, you've progressed through the ranks in in a marketing leadership role, and now you're leading account-based marketing globally at Finastra. um What what would you say your top three takeouts are?
1: Well, the first one, which is really d- very different from what my 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 personality is, because I'm a very cautious person. Okay. But, but what I've learned is be be bold. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. Experiment. Do something, something crazy, even just just uh, 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 put 10, 15 percent of your budget aside and do Mm -hmm. something new, do something even risky. Uh, yeah. right and 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 then see how it goes and if it was a failure fine recognize the failure and and be be able uh, or have a plan b to mitigate this but experiment this is something that i've learned in this in this 18 months another very important thing especially in abm is set clear objectives for your abm program mm-hmm. do this because this first of all sets the expectations within your stakeholders uh, but also it's 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 vital to to check and measure the result of your of your program so set them at the beginning and it shouldn't necessarily be a, an elephant deal right? Closing mm-hmm. an elephant deal after a year. its its Sometimes it's impossible. There are companies like Finastra, for instance, where the sales cycle is pretty long, mm-hmm. even up to two years. So set clear objectives and don't be afraid of setting objectives that are maybe small in your, in your mind, but they're not. Like for instance, just changing the perception of, of the brand in, in a cluster of accounts. And after a year, make sure, this is what happened to us, by the way, make sure that you have at least one executive sponsor within the account that mm-hmm. is then the door opener for further conversation. So yeah. clear objectives. And last but not least, I've learned how important it is to start every ABM program with a proper account inside. This Mm -hmm. is very, very important. If you're lucky and and you have a, a, a a good team, a good ABM team for one account, then your BDM can help, your BDRs can help, your sales can help. And if not, there are really plenty of good agencies out there that uh, uh, provide you with this, uh, with this kind of services. And at Finastra, what we do is we, we it's, it's part of, of the program. When a new account director comes on board, what we offer, what, AB, what the ABM program offers them is an account insight profile. And this is this helped us enormously even to convince the more skeptical account directors that ABM and marketing is added value to them.
0: Yeah, fantastic. I love those three. So be bold, set clear objectives and start every programme with Account Insight. If we could just pause for a second and talk about Account Insight, I think often you don't know what you don't know. And sales teams obviously have relationships, history um, with an account, but actually bringing in some outside in objective thinking on the account can open minds and, and, and align some of your internal teams on where where the real big bet is or where the potential other buying centres or stakeholders could sit. What, what surprised you With some of the research that you've done, has it uncovered new teams or has it been more about positioning? Uh,
1: Yeah, well, it has. I have to say that the accounts that we chose in our program were, at least for last year, were uh, quite well known accounts where the white space was limited to some line of business or even to uh, some executive directors or executives within the account uh, where the the profiling was not so clear. So what what actually surprised me was exactly what you said at the beginning, that that a lot of, or some, account directors did not know what they didn't know. Mm -hmm. This was what surprised me. So we had, we used uh, indeed an external agency agency for this uh, for this account insights and it was really interesting to see in in some of the of the briefing calls we had before the agency started to to do the profiling that it it was really difficult for some account directors to brief the agency and tell what they were needing so this this was probably the the biggest Mm -hmm. surprise.
0: Yeah, interesting, interesting. And thinking about your your program, we we've talked a lot on this this podcast about setting up global account-based marketing teams either centrally or or in the field. What what's your view which which works better and and why?
1: Okay. Uh, it, it's it's not uh, I don't think I can answer with a, a straightforward response. Mm-hmm. What what, okay. what I can what I can say first and foremost you have to have if you start an ABM program, you have to have a central team, a hub, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, because this is really the place where all the strategy and the planning and the overlooking and even eventually then the measurement is uh, is sitting. This said, mm-hmm. if then the everything should be dealt with centrally or or then given to the regions, I think it depends very much on the type of accounts that uh, that participate in the program. Mm-hmm. If it is, if it is, for instance, global accounts that um, act in different uh, uh, regions or, or even worldwide, then it definitely makes sense to have them concentrated or to have the central ABM team, the central hub, also uh, um, overlooking the, the execution. If you have regional accounts with regional specificities, then it definitely works better to uh, have part of the planning and the execution sitting in the regions. Of course, you can also adopt a hybrid solution. At Finastra, Finastra, we we do that. We have a central team that takes care of a set of accounts, which are, as I said, global accounts with a global reach, um, geographically speaking. And we have a set of key regional, what we call key regional accounts, and they are dealt with in the regions.
0: Got it. Okay, so you struck a bit of a balance there. I think really good advice there of start with the accounts and and build your model around it. You know, global accounts are very different to a greenfield account in 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 France, for example, compared to exactly. a large uh, multi multi-country global organization. And uh, how how do you think the field are adopting uh, an account-based mindset? I know you've come from running the dark region from a marketing perspective. You know, how are they uh, leveraging ABM as as a go-to-market motion?
1: Yeah, it's it's obviously uh, a regional marketing, field marketing, and and as you said, I have uh, quite a, quite an experience there. Uh, are traditionally a, a demand generation engine, um, orchestrating very very broad campaigns uh, targeted to a, a very wide uh, wide public, right, wide audience. Um, I think that. Uh, Though sometimes uh, it's not even in their full awareness that they're they're adopting an ABM mindset without even again without even being aware of it let's 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 make an example. There are a lot of uh, marketeers now that follow the intent signal data and that take account of this, right This is already changing a mindset and narrowing down the, the campaign aim to just this set of accounts that have shown buying interest. So this, this is already a change of mindset without even being aware, changing from a traditional regional field marketing role into a more focused uh, marketing ABM role. At Finastra, for instance, we have started this, again, without even being aware, about four years ago, when the the product team and the sales team joined forces and decided to have a look at all the the prospects and all the existing customer customers and, and just divided them per line of business banking business like re, a, a list for retail mm-hmm. a list for lending in this in the sense and then divided it again per regions and this list were adopted by the the or used by the uh, the field marketing uh, people and we called them we used to call them total addressable market so by constraining the addressable market again also here the change the change in mindset towards a more focused ABM uh, to a more focused marketing campaign is, is given. So I think that, that naturally the the markete- the field marketeers are forced to to shift towards a more ABM kind of approach.
0: Yeah, I guess in some ways they're closer to accounts because they're in the field. So by, by that very nature, have to take a more account-based way of thinking about things. Marnie, talking of Finastra, very fascinating business. I think you're positioned as uh, the, one of the world's largest fintech organizations. And we did record an earlier episode with Michael Sperger, your uh, chief operating officer in, in North America. You, in many ways, you're the perfect case for account based marketing. You've got a really complex proposition. You've got global accounts, uh, but it, but it's taken a, a little bit of time really to cement an ABM program centrally. What, what was the catalyst event I, in your mind to, to really help form some, some energy and, and momentum? And behind your your program
1: well it, it, it perf- you, you you're asking this question perfectly aligned to the the question you asked before and I think my answer is a, is a uh, is a perfect segue to to this to this topic here it was exactly what what I said so that uh, trying to to constrain the uh, the addressable market with this list uh, and looking at at the success of the campaigns Target, the marketing campaigns targeting this very constrained addressable market, because this these campaigns were more successful than the than the ones run before, they were they did uh, uh, generate a better quality lead, so better um, MQLs, which then converted better and quicker into uh sales quality uh sales qualified leads sorry and also contributed to uh pipe velocity so looking at at this uh helped and 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 really was the the I would say that the game changer in Finaster's marketing saying okay if this type of approach works, then if we concentrate more and more on the on smaller list of customers and, and look at their needs, this will this will give us even more 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 success and this is exactly what happened.
0: Yeah, very, very fascinating. I think with lots of organizations, when they set up account-based marketing programs, there's there's focus on establishing the program, getting sales and marketing alignment, when actually a lot of it comes down to having focus. And, and as you've just proven there, in, in taking a more focused approach to your total addressable market, you were able to to show the traction, the success, and, and and build out and scale a more optimized program from there.
1: Exactly, yes.
0: And, and Finastro, in the last year or so, you you've had a number of senior executives join that the business continues to evolve and adapt how is that affecting your account based marketing strategy
1: it is affecting of course but it is luckily affecting it positively mm-hmm. and and i think that one one very smart move of the company uh, last year was to basically align or not align, even include in the in the so-called global field operations team, which is which is sales and marketing, to make sure that the CMO was part of the of the global operations team. So the CMO in at Finastria reports to the global head of operations team, which means that the, the vicinity and the alignment with the sales team, with the wider sales team is given per, per default. And, and this, this helped helped really incredibly. So we are now really completely aligned that the set of ABM accounts are exactly the, the set of strategic accounts that have a high, high priority in, in the sales team. Fantastic.
0: And looking through the the past 12 or 18 months, what's it been like for you personally setting up a, a global ABM practice during a pandemic?
1: It uh, it's 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 been quite it's been quite a challenge because mm-hmm. uh, as as we all know traditionally this level of trust that we were talking before that helps uh, a prospect or a customer to to go further in in his her uh, buying journey is created by personal contact and and in marketing language in-person events, uh, being it a little bit bigger events like symposium, a symposium or a, or, a, or a company event or something smaller like a workshop or even smaller like a round table or, or even a dinner event that we used to uh, organize a lot in the past at Finastra. COVID canceled this almost overnight, right? So we had really to 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 shift completely to a, a different uh, to a different way of, of of acting and organizing our our campaigns. And of course, then starting from this this very important level of trust to to be to be installed with with your customer, ABM was, in my opinion, really the only way forward because by knowing your customer by focusing on your customer and by trying to do everything uh, 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 re, a focus uh, uh, or customer related was exactly the the best way or even the only way to reinstall this uh, this level of trust and and this level of alignment with the customer strategy and the customer needs so it was almost i would say a natural thing to do
0: And just in terms of partnering with internal stakeholders, I've seen a lot of sales teams lean into marketing where they've not been having those water cooler conversations and and coming up with more joint approaches. And as you say, starting with the customer insight, have you found that collaboration easier over the last six, nine months or or is it getting harder as attention spans and and just more initiatives are, are kicking off?
1: Uh, well, I, I would say uh, it might sound strange, but but it was uh, even easier because having mm-hmm. always had a, 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 either a global role or a or a pan-regional role and being based. Uh, somewhere I always had to I always had to to deal with people virtually right but uh, strangely enough before COVID we were not so used to use cameras and to see each other because we knew well I mean we can see we can see each other next week I can fly to London or you can fly and come here you know and but with covid this was not possible anymore so we were not forced but we we wanted to to switch on our cameras we wanted to uh, to see each other and to and to create this as much as possible more intimate intimate contact so i it, it's it might sound like a paradox but i found it even easier to but to relate like- with them yeah
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely brought teams together, particularly where you've got global teams working on the same accounts. Sounds like it's really helped strengthen collaboration and communication for you. You've got some exciting developments coming up with your account-based marketing program. I I hear new headcount. You're you're also focusing on a smaller number of accounts. Do you you want to talk us through the rationale behind that when uh, there's so much emphasis on scale, you're really doubling down and and bringing that focus into Finastra?
1: sure sure yeah so it was it was basically doing a uh, learning by doing so when we commenced last year J- july 2020 so almost a year ago we had we ident- the hub was created but the hub was made up to was made of two people me and a colleague right and we had a set of 50 accounts for, to run a, an abm program with and we decided to have 10 to uh, undergo a one-to-one, so a very, very focused uh, uh, ABM program, and the rest, the 40, just a one-to-few. So we uh, identified clusters and we were ready to go. And of course, we were relying very much on the regions to uh, execute. So the hub was planning and, and strategically planning and the regions were executing. What we, a couple of months later, um, or even probably three months later, we uh, started seeing that our colleagues in the region, uh, in the regions were uh, very busy in in their demand generation uh, uh, creation <laughs> or campaigns and were did not have really time to this more labor intense and time consuming account based marketing activities. So we did a course correction already last year and the hub took over the execution of Mm -hmm. of the clusters. So this solved one problem, but created immediately another problem. Two people, 40 accounts, six clusters, impossible to deal with. We, we did. We, we really said, OK, we, we went far beyond our, our bandwidth and capacity, but we finished the fiscal year like this. But already in May this year, we said, no, we need a course correction. And, uh, and yes, we did exactly what, what you were introducing by saying we decided to have everything or oh, to have 25 of these 50 accounts dealt by five people in centrally because we have identified this as being global accounts and and so we will have a central team and we will concentrate mainly on one-to-one and one-to-few and the other 25 remaining of the 50 originally uh, selected beginning uh, of last fiscal year Will be given back to the regions because right. this is what we call key regional accounts, strategic for the regions but not globally strategic. This is uh, how the setup will be, and and yes, we need to we need to to perform because we need to justify more people and less accounts, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No fo- focus is on on for the year ahead. Um, yes. Just to, to to bring us to a close, you, you've really helped cement the ABM program at Finastra. and I think for other organisations that have maybe had a stop-start approach into accounts, so love to get your advice on how you can really put energy and and bring effort behind uh, establishing an ABM program.
1: Okay, I think that uh, it's 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 quite easy. Don't start big. Uh, with too many customers as we did. Start, Mm -hmm. Start small. A small group of customers, a small group of accounts. Identify them and select them together with the account directors. Together with the sales team, it is quite important. And select clear goals and educate your account directors throughout all the program. Bring them with you hand in hand. Show them how valuable account-based marketing is for them. Fantastic,
0: absolutely love it, Marnie. Thank you so much for joining us from Southern Italy. I'm looking forward to visiting as soon as as soon as we all can, and um, see you soon. Thank you, Alicia.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It has been a pleasure.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. You can learn more at wearemomentum.com.